sometimes we don't feel like worship. We don't feel like worshiping. We don't feel like going to worship. We don't feel like even focusing. Sometimes our hearts can be distracted. Sometimes our minds can be distracted. So how do we handle that? Today we're going to talk about how worship is healing and this place where we find ourselves, where our spirit is connected to God's spirit. It it reaches us at a soul level and it's a lot different when we are obedient to God's um, pursuit of us in our lives instead of our emotions. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, I want to tell you real quick, if you didn't listen to the podcast yesterday, I want to remind you today uh, about a new resource that's in the She Hears shop for you. It is a set of gospel journals that you can write in. So on one side it has the scripture and on the other side it has lined notebook space for you to journal so you can continue to do the color method. I have both the individual just book of John if that's where you want to start. I think it's like six bucks and then I also have a whole set of the whole gospel series um, all four gospels and it's a really beautiful set. That's actually what I personally use. So I like having those on hand because I don't always want to write and um, not even just writing but when you do the color method of study there's lots of highlighting, there's lots of circling, there's lots of underlining and sometimes it just gets kind of messy and hard to read if you're just going to go through it and read. So I like to do my color method of study in a Bible journal like that. So if you want that as a resource that's available to you, you can check it out at the shehears.org resource page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are continuing our discussion on worship. And so today I wanted to talk a little bit about the object of our worship. And While I think that it's a common thing to be taught on how we could worship things other than God, like sports or hunting or money or shopping or all sorts of other things, that's not really what I want to talk about today when I'm talking about the object of our worship. I think we kind of, at least on a conscious level, understand that. But instead, I want to talk about our response being worship when we understand who God is. And so if God is the object of our worship, where do, where does worship come in as far as um, the natural part of the rhythm of our relationship? And so Matthew 4.10 says, you must worship the Lord, the Lord your God and serve only him. So at a very basic level, who is the Lord your God? Well, that's the one true God who is the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. It's the God who Jesus revealed. 
And, and God made it clear that he had a hatred for idolatry um, all the way back in Exodus 20, uh, I believe is verse three. He talks about uh, this command of having no other gods before me. And so idols or other gods, I think sometimes people think in terms of visible, tangible objects or things that will take away our time and our attention. But I love the quote by A.W. Tozer. He says, the essence of idolatry is the entertainment of thoughts about God that are unworthy of him. And so idolatry could even be something like blaming God for something he didn't do. And, and you know, this comes up all the time. I will hear people blame God when somebody dies or when circumstances are bad and they'll blame God. Why did God let this happen? Or why did God do this to me? And and I think that it, even in itself can be a form of idolatry because we can't, re, we can't forget that we have an enemy, the, the devil, that, that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And so while we live in a fallen world and we definitely have to live with the consequence of living in a fallen world because of original sin. There's a lot of things that happen in our lives that are results of the enemy's doing, not God's doing. And so blaming God for things that he has not done is a form of idolatry. And so idolatry is the opposite of worship. Idolatry is putting something else above our our worship expression of God. And so if we desperately need to see who God is. And and I hate to be the, I don't, I don't want to say the bearer of bad news because um, that's the whole point and the whole reason why you're here. But so many people will say to me, I'm desperate to see who God is. Like I want that expression of worship. I want that to be a natural posture of my heart, but they don't read God's word. But in order to understand who God is, we have to read his word. That's, it's literally God's word. In order to understand who I am, you would either need to listen to my word on a podcast, you'd need to, to interact with me in a conversation one-on-one, or you'd need to come to a place that I'm speaking or teaching. You'd have to listen to my words to understand my heart. It's the same thing with God. And so God reveals himself throughout the scriptures. Um, in the Old Testament, you'll learn about the special relationship that God has with the people of Israel. And then, of course, we learn to meditate and understand his attributes. You can go back, I think it was a month or two ago, we did uh, meditation, biblical meditation, and understanding how to meditate upon God's word. Or we understand how Jesus reveals God's nature and his character to us. We learn all those things through God's word. And so there's really no skipping this. Like, you might be able to go to a worship service and and you know enjoy a certain expression in that worship service but when it comes down to connecting with the heart of God and hearing God's voice more clearly you can't skip the reading your bible part you can't skip the part where God reveals himself through his word because it's his word that's how we know him and so what we learn and what we understand and what we see in the scriptures is not just God's wisdom and knowledge And it's not just his mercy and his love, but we see his pursuit of us. You know, the Bible, this meta narrative, or this, that's a fancy word for saying this large, larger storyline of scripture, both Old Testament and New, 
is really this this rescue plan that God has from the very beginning to use Jesus to rescue his people. And so if we don't understand that, there's an element of not understanding who God is. But we worship the Lord not just because of who he is, but also because of what he has done. He sent Jesus to rescue us. And without Jesus, we could not have that close relationship with God. So the response to what he has done to even enable us to have this relationship with him, the response of that is our worship. So when in, in the Old Testament, you see Isaiah, um, I think it's chapter six, he catches sight of this glory of God. And he says, woe is me, I'm lost. And he talks about having unclean lips and he's dwelling in the midst of a people of unclean lips, but yet his eyes have seen the holy God, the Lord of hosts, the King of Kings. And so his response is um, recognizing his own sinfulness and his own humanness. It's become so, so evident to him because it's contrasted with this radiant holiness of who God is. And so to understand our guilt and our sin is also to understand God's grace and God's grace in our lives, what he has done despite our sin it perpetuates this response of worship. In Romans uh, chapter 12, Paul says that as a result of this, um, the only reasonable response to understanding God's grace is worship. And so we praise God for who he is, but we also praise him to thank him for what he's done. You know, I'll be honest, there are some times where we don't feel like worshiping. I don't feel like worshiping. Sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes, like I will know in my head, I, of course I know all of these things, but um, sometimes my emotions get in the way of that. And even in the, this last couple of weeks, you guys know I've kind of been in this space of, of grief and sorrow over my daughter moving away to college. And so um, I know, don't tell me to get over it, just you're going to, if you're going to listen to me, you're going to have to deal with this for a couple of weeks. Um, but anyway, this, this grief, um, I didn't want to go to church. I wanted to just stay in bed and cry. Um, and there's been other times in my life where I have been grieving a death or, uh, a transition or, or something that God has done. And I haven't felt like going to church or I haven't felt like going to a worship service, but we don't stay away from worship because of how we feel. Instead, that should be the place that we run to. When we understand God's nature, when we understand what God has done for us, because that place, that worship in spirit and truth, like what we talked about yesterday, where we connect our spirit to God's spirit, it's healing. Worship is healing. The presence of God is healing. Christian community, worshiping in community is healing. But it's also okay to be real with God. Because he longs to meet us where we are. Remember, this response of worship is response to him pursuing us. And he pursues us even in those hard moments. I think that's hard for us to wrap our minds around. Um, because sometimes I have to I have to be honest and I have to confess, even if I'm sitting in church, I'm part of the leadership, I might not feel like worshiping. I don't feel righteous. I might be tired and sleepy or I might be distracted or, you know, I'm thinking about what needs to go on after church or what I need to do that week. But I have to pause 
And I have to consciously think, okay, Lord, I'm going to give this time to you. This hour I'm giving to you. And I'm here because I'm being obedient, not because I necessarily feel like it. But I love you and I want to give you the glory that's due to you because of who you are. And so even though I don't feel like it, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to offer up the sacrifice of praise in my lips. We talked about that yesterday a little bit. I'm going to pray. I'm going to listen. And I'm going to ask that you show mercy and you free up my spirit so that I can worship you. And so then what happens when we have made that conscious decision, despite our feelings, to be obedient, to take these things to God, what happens is there's a a shift inside. And perhaps it's a release of something or um, maybe there's this emotion that we're holding on to that can be a release um sometimes god just permeates uh remember i said it's like an invasion of his of his spirits an invasion of his glory that permeates our spirit um maybe sometimes there's a confession of sin that comes up that god convicts me of um maybe it's a word that that's being preached at the time or maybe it's um being together in communion or maybe it is the music that, that um, the words just grasp my heart where I can pay attention and I can focus in. Um, that's this inner sanctuary part. This is the soul part that, that guides us into this place of worship where our soul worships in spirit and truth. Remember, God is spirit and we worship in spirit. So sometimes our spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak. And so it's that that opportunity to be obedient despite how we feel that gives God glory because of who he is. So as you go out, go throughout your week, I want you to think about this idea of God being the object of our worship because of who he is and because of what he's done in our lives. God, I thank you. God, I thank you so much. For the way that you continue to draw us to yourself, the way that you reveal yourself over and over throughout the scriptures, how you want to be first in our lives. And and you you command us to worship the Lord your God and, and to serve you only and to have no other gods before you. God, help us to feel convicted when we are maybe entertaining thoughts of you that are not worthy of you. Or maybe when we are allowing our emotions to get in the way of what you want to do and where you want to meet us. God, I pray that um, you would come down even in those hard moments when we don't feel like worshiping, when we don't feel the overflow, when we don't um, feel like responding to what we know in our hearts. It might be different than what's going on um, in our head at the time. God, I pray that you would break through those moments and you would help us to connect to you on a, on a soul level and in that obedience, in that place, we would recognize your voice. God, we thank you that worship is healing, that your presence is healing. We thank you that you continue to pursue us, um, even even when we don't even maybe want to be pursued. God, we thank you that you are a good, good father, and you are relentless in the way that you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow, friends.
Hey friends, real quick before you go, I want to make sure that you know there's two resources I am telling people about this week. The first one is my email list where on Fridays I will just send you an easy recap of each of the episodes so you can kind of just pick and choose. If you miss some, you can pick up one there, but that um, people are finding really helpful. And then I will put different dates and things that I'm available for um, different conferences and things I'm speaking at. That's a great resource. And then also our free Facebook group. It's the, it's called the Christian daily women's Bible study group. And we just put uh, resources on there free. They're a little bit different than what you get on the podcast. I did some videos. Um, I, I sometimes will put links on there. It's a place to, I'm the one that runs that. I'm the only one that runs that. So it's a place to ask questions. If you have questions about the podcast or need prayer for something. So I pray that those two resources are a blessing to you. Please check them out. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.